Welcome to the first full episode of the Dynasty Defined Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Cothran, and I'm thrilled to bring you some much-needed analysis on the greatest dynasty in all the sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys Wrestling Program. Over the next several episodes, I'll be going over some of the goings-on in the program and give some thoughts on how things should be stacking up for the Pokes in this upcoming season. Today, we'll start with the schedule. Then we'll discuss the roster, uh, some recruiting updates, and how the Pokes should be stacking up over the next few years, especially in the 2021-2022 season. So let's dig into it. The season starts on November 13th at Stanford. They're wrestling in Stanford Stadium. Uh, For some reason, they didn't line this up with a home game for the Cardinal football football program. Um, But it's really exciting to uh, still be able to go out to Palo Alto and um, take on the Cardinal as their program was kept with a very near-death experience there last year. Uh, It took all the way into the spring semester to uh, get them to reinstate their program after a lot of rabble-rousing from the wrestling community. It was a really exciting time, including kind of accumulation at the end of the season when Shane Griffith won a national title at 165 pounds. Um, wearing a black singlet, no Stanford logos present. Um, they thought that was it, <laughs> really. Uh, Jason Borelli still left the program. Um, it was a really trying time for the Cardinal, but uh, they were able to keep their program. They hired a new coach, uh, Rob Cole from Cornell. Um, had an excellent 28-season run with the uh, Big Red there in Ithaca. Um, just a Absolutely incredible coach and a very surprising move. It, that shoot, that'd be like John Smith moving on and going somewhere else for us. Um, he, he won 317 duels in that time uh, to 101 losses. He built that program, made it what it is. Uh, lots of national champions, lots of uh, really great wrestlers have come out of Cornell over the last uh, 28 years. So, um, really exciting that he took the opportunity to go to Stanford and see if he could do th- the same thing there with uh, future head fund managers and doctors and whatever else smart kids do. <laughs> um, some of those smart kids that stuck around are uh, Real Woods at 141 pounds. He'll be uh, the guy there. Uh, there were some rumors that he may be still water bound. Uh, he's from New Mexico originally. Um, you know, wanted to get close to home and I think he's got a lot of fighting in his future, so um, what better place to do that than Stillwater? But uh, glad he's staying at Stanford and going to get that degree. Um, Jaden Abbas at uh, 149 pounds is another great wrestler. And then, of course, Shane Griffith stuck around. He's going to wrestle. There's a lot of rumors about him going up to 174 pounds. That might still happen, um, but we'll see if he's going to take on uh, Travis Whitlake uh, at 165 pounds there. Uh the last time they wrestled was in 2020 at the Southern Scuffle, and uh, Griffith won that one, four to one. So he's a great wrestler, uh, as we know. Whitley's a great wrestler, so it'll be exciting to get an opportunity to see where those two stack up early in the season. If in fact uh, Griffith stays at 165 pounds, after that duel in Palo Alto, California, 
which, you know, <laughs> that might be a good one to try to get out to here in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's uh, going to be a beautiful time of year. Watch the pokes wrestle outside. So um, that's a, a, a beautiful part of the country. And, uh, you know, that might be a good opportunity to go out there if they're letting fans in the stadium. Uh, after that, November 20th at Minnesota, uh, who's the 17th ranked team right now, according to WrestleStat, they're uh, uh, putting together another good team, as always. You can just always expect great wrestling from Minnesota. Of course, uh, some of the highlights there are Patrick McKee, uh, who was the third place finisher last year in his sophomore season. And I guess this is going to be his second sophomore season. He's the fourth ranked wrestler. Uh, he lost to Sam Latona in the second round and, and came back all the way with some big wins over Robbie Howard from Penn State, Brody Teske from Northern Iowa, Taylor Lamont from Utah Valley, and Drew Hildebrandt from Central Michigan. Michigan. So uh, he, he had a great run there to get to third place and and uh, showed some real gut in, in that uh, bout. So um, Trevor Mastery for Giovanni, if he's the guy at 125 pounds, he's going to have his hands full with old Patrick McKee. There's also Brayton Lee at 157 pounds. He's the eighth-ranked wrestler there, a sophomore. He came in sixth place at NCAAs last season, um, and his losses were to David Carr, Ryan Deacon, and Hayden Hidley. Um, there's no shame in that game. Those are three incredible wrestlers that he lost to at NCAAs, so, uh, including the national champion and David Carr from Iowa State. So um, Wyatt Sheets is going to have his handful, hands full there. Um, and then, of course, the big question with this duel is uh, Gable Stevens. Is AJ Ferrari going to go up to heavyweight and wrestle Gable Stevenson? Uh, you know, that's uh, that's the question that's been um, on everybody's minds since they had their little Twitter t- tiffed uh, last year it, around this time when, uh, look, AJ said some things on, on Twitter to uh, Jordan Burroughs and um, Gable took offense to him. Uh, I'm not going to share my opinion one way or the other, but uh, they had their, they had it out a little bit and um, it looks like according to both of them, they talked about it in these double A's and kind of buried that hatchet, but they're uh, two great wrestlers, great personalities. Um, Personally, I, I think it would be kind of crazy for AJ to go up and try to make that happen. He's giving up a ton of weight to Gable Stevenson and uh, Gable's um, an Olympic gold medalist now, right? So, uh, and has a contract with the WWE. So, so there's a lot of uh, uh, speculation and things going on there. I think uh, it'd probably be in the best interest of AJ to avoid going out there and um, putting a loss on the, on the, on the docket. But at the same time, uh, he, he may take what I say right here and put that chip on his shoulder and go prove me wrong. So, uh, who knows with that guy, total wild card. So, uh, <laughs> that, that could probably be said about Steveson too. So we'll see what happens. Uh, after the next week, after uh, that Minnesota duel, the pokes are back in Stillwater. Uh, so for their home opener in Gallagher, Iba against Drexel, um, you know, those boys from Philadelphia, they're always tough, always a great program. Um, at 174 pounds, they've got the number 11 wrestler, Michael O'Malley, 
uh, who will probably be taking on Dustin Plot if Plot's the guy at 174. Um, he lost a couple matches last year to Logan Massa and Hayden Hastings, and similar to Brayton Lee at uh, Minnesota, there's no shame in that, right? Uh, those are two great wrestlers. He also took uh, Andrew Schomers to sudden victory in his freshman year when the Pokes went out and did that little road trip in the uh, uh, Delaware River Valley there with, um, oh, who all did they wrestle a couple of years ago? Was it Drexel? I think they caught uh, maybe University of Pennsylvania in there and they wrestled Lehigh as well. Um, so that was a, a great road trip there in Eastern PA. But uh, um yeah, you know, Drexel, always tough. So that'll be a fun one. And then a couple weeks later, they get that first Bedlam duel down in Norman, uh, December 12th. Um, OU's got the number 16 ranked squad in the country this year going into the season. Um, they've got some really solid guys on the roster. Uh, four or five of them are in the top 25 with, of course, Dom Demas, who, look, you know what he is at 141 pounds. Uh, I we're not sure who's going at 141 pounds. That's something we'll talk about in later episodes, but um, Dom's uh, always a solid wrestler, always wrestles the pokes hard and um, always uh, looking for that inside trip and <laughs> trying to get things going, get things exciting down there at that uh, gym they wrestle at in Norman. So, um, you know, if it starts there, you know, it's going to start great. There's also Mitch Moore at 149 pounds. He's the number 11th ranked wrestler. Um, depending on who the pokes throw out at 149 pounds, he put out some great bouts with uh, Bulu Allen last season after he transferred into OU from Virginia Tech. So um, look, you know he he's a kind of a wild card there. And of course, you have uh, Justin Thomas, number 15 at 157 pounds. He's three and two over Wyatt Sheets. So uh, you know he's kind of got his number there. It's uh, I think Wyatt's picked up the last couple though. So um, it should be a fun one as always. Those two uh, know each other well. They they know what they're doing. At 197 pounds, you've got number 18 Jake Woodley, who uh, you know some guys out there in the uh, OSU wrestling world really thought he was going to give AJ his first real test, and I think he did, and AJ passed it. Right, it was kind of when we all said, "Okay, I think AJ might be really, really good as a true freshman." Um, and then of course, number twenty-three, Josh Heinzelman uh, at heavyweight. He's three and zero against Austin Harris, all-time um, great wrestler. You know, great wrestler, great family, local guy. Um, you know, I, I try not to say too many good things about OU, but uh, uh, old Josh Heinzelman, he's a he's a great wrestler, and it's always good to see him go out there and. Do well, just wish he didn't do so well against the Cowboys. <laughs> um, a few days later, after uh, the bet first Bedlam duel, the Pokes are going on a pretty interesting road trip here to the uh, Rocky Mountains. So they're going to go watch the salmon flock <laughs> in Capistrana, I guess. So uh, that was a bad joke, and I apologize already. So I apologize. You know, we'll we'll move on from that, and I'll do better next time. <laughs> so the Pokes are going to be wrestling on December seventeenth at Wyoming, and also somehow December seventeenth at Air Force. I know it's a couple hour drive, and and fortunately this time around it's in early December instead of uh, 
in February. So um, they should be able to make the trip from Colorado Springs to uh, Laramie in the same day. But, uh, you know, it always makes me nervous putting that altitude out there and, and doing all those things, especially considering former Cowboy great Mark Branch has the number 13th ranked squad at Wyoming. Um, he's got some great wrestlers on the roster. Of course, you've got Hayden Hastings at 174 pounds. He's 2-0 and against Dustin Plott already. And uh, Plot in Plot's young career, you've got Tate Samuelson, number twenty-three, at one hundred eighty-four pounds, who's two and zero against Dakota Gear. Um, you got Brian Andrews, number fifteen, there at uh, heavyweight, uh, who's two and zero against Harris. And then, um, you know, at, at one hundred thirty-three pounds, even you got Joe Greenwood, who's the number twenty-ranked wrestler, who uh, you know, look, one hundred thirty-three pounds. We kind of know what the story is going to be there with Dayton Fix, but. Um, you, in, in a match like this, where you've got some things working against you, you're going to have altitude. You're going to have, which I know, right? Well, altitude's kind of a poor excuse, but altitude's an excuse. <laughs> it, we, we saw it kind of cripple, uh, Dean Heil a few years ago against, uh, um, uh, old Meredith out there. Uh, in Laramie, um, that was a look. He that was a great wrestler that Dean Howe faced up against there. But uh, I, what was it, a two-time finalist or something like that? Three-time finalist in Bryce Meredith, but um, Dean kind of had his number and uh, went up there to Laramie and just looked tired, kind of looked sucked out. Um, it was a weird. It's it's always weird in that gym. So, um, you want to get bonus points where you can get bonus points and Dayton fix is a guy that you need to get bonus points out of. And if they've got a good wrestler at that weight, you know, there it's, uh, makes it tough to get bonus points. So that, that should be a really interesting duel. And depending on how it shakes out later in the day or earlier in the day, I don't really know how that's going to work. Um, but they'll wrestle air force as well. Um, Air Force, they got a tough draw. Um, you know, it's, it's, I'm, I'm excited that they have a program. I'm, I mean, it's a military academy. Wrestling is one of their core, uh, sports. They, they kind of offer everything, right? But, um, you'd like to see them doing a little bit better, investing a little, a little bit more into it, like Navy and, uh, West Point have. But, uh, they've got a great wrestler there at heavyweight in Wyatt Hendrickson. He's number 11, 11 ranked. He's one and one against Austin Harris. So uh, that should be an interesting bout in that duel at least. Um, and then a couple days later, the, the Pokes are making their way all the way across the range and uh, getting to Orem, Utah to take on Utah Valley. Um, Utah Valley, very solid program, right? Um, their Big 12 program, these are all conference matchups. Uh They've got two wrestlers in number five, Taylor Lamont at 125 pounds in number six, Demetrius Romero at 165 pounds. That, uh, going to be exciting to watch. Uh, Lamont is one and no all against, uh, Trevor master Giovanni there. Um, great, great Greco Roman wrestler, Taylor Lamont. I mean, he's a guy that we're going to be hearing about for a long time. If he keeps it up, if he keeps wrestling, um, that was a really good pickup by Utah Valley, and he's a really good wrestler. So then there's uh, 
Demetrius Romero as well. Him and Travis Whitlake have actually never wrestled. Uh, Romero uh, um, was the number two seed at NCAA's last year. They seemed like they were on a collision course to be undefeated against each other in the Big 12 championships before Whitlake dropped about there in the uh, semifinals. But um, yeah, that's an exciting one. That should be one that we're finally going to get to see at this duel. Hopefully anything can happen. Right, they could decide to sit Romero out. The Pokes could decide to sit Whitlake out. We don't really see that often on the Pokes side of things, but, you know, stuff happens. Um, And then the Pokes get Christmas off uh, after that one on December 20th. It's a short break, though. It's one week. They turn around, and they'll be at the Southern Scuffle in uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, The Southern Scuffle, the Pokes, I think, are reigning champions of that uh, tournament. But it's always great to see midseason coming into the spring semester where your team's going to stack up in a tournament setting. Um, the, the Cowboys have set a lot of like team scoring records against other teams at the Southern Scuffle. Um, the last couple of years has taken a little bit of a hit because teams like Penn State have stopped showing up. Um, but Iowa State's usually there. Stanford's usually there. Um, Cornell's been there a couple times, right? So it's it's a good one. It's a good tournament. I, I know that there's some competition with I think there's a tournament down in Florida now. And then Midlands in Chicago kind of takes some shine off the Southern Scuffle. But um again, it's always good to see how your guys are gonna stack up in a tournament setting. Uh two days, two weigh ins. How are they gonna do? After the scuffle, a week later, they're gonna hit the road again and go to Little Rock, take on you know, former Cowboy Neil Irsman's team. Uh, he's a super promising young coach, right? Neil, I hope he's young. Uh, he was wrestling at OSU when I was in school there. So uh, I hope he's a young guy still. They consider him that. But uh, he's uh, building something special there in Little Rock. They've got great facilities. They're a Pac-12 program. Frankly, I think they should be a Big 12 program with the way that things are kind of reshuffling. It'd probably be good for the Big 12 and Pac-12 to just merge in that regard, but that's a conversation for another time. Uh, we'll see how some of those guys stack up. I think there's a, they had a qualifier this last year. I think there's some guys there uh, that he's recruited out of Texas, of Bianchi, and some guys out of Oklahoma, and some other guys that have transferred there that, uh, uh, look, Little Rock's going to be a player. You know, they've got the resources. They've dedicated some things to it, and I think that they're going to be pretty good here in the near future. So let's see. On uh, the next week, January 16th, the Cowboys are going to get a little freaky in Morgantown with uh, some two on one action. They're going to wrestle Columbia. So again, you know, your hedge fund managers and future doctors and, Congressmen are going to take on uh, both the Cowboys and West Virginia in Morgantown that day. Um, Looking at Columbia's lineup, look, it's great that they have a team, right? I'm glad they're putting something out there. Uh, Kendall Cross is involved with the New York RTC and New York City RTC. Uh, So I know a lot of Columbia guys train there. So they've got the coaching. Um, They, uh, you know, hopefully they can get with the Princeton, uh, Princeton and Cornell 
and heck, even Stanford, uh, Army, Navy, those guys can recruit, right? Uh, so hopefully Columbia can get in that same realm where they can get their administration to let some guys in that uh, want to come wrestle and be great and make good grades and all that st- stuff. And then later in the day, I think the premier matchup there is going to be the Big 12 matchup between Oklahoma State and West Virginia. Um, West Virginia, you know, they they went and hired old uh, Kyle Bracke out of out from under Flow Wrestling to run their recruiting uh, ship. So uh, I expect great things to happen for West Virginia. Kyle's a sharp guy. He loves his uh, Mountaineers. He's from there. And uh, I think he can really sell that program to those kids from Ohio, Western Pennsylvania, you know, Virginia that um, want to wrestle. They want to wrestle big time wrestling. Uh, you know, they may not want to go to a uh, ACC school. They may not want to go to Penn State or Ohio State, but uh, West Virginia is right there. They're, uh, it's, it's close to Pittsburgh. It's, it's close to where these guys are from. Uh, and uh, it's an opportunity, right? Um, based on social media, it looks like Morgantown's a pretty fun place to spend four years of your life to four or five years of your life to, um, they've got some good wrestlers here. Killian Cardinal is number 12 at, at 125 pounds. He, uh, beat Mastro in their bout last year. Um, he got Peyton Hall at number 18 too. You know, they, they've got a solid lineup, but really West Virginia is going to be looking a lot better here over the next few years. Uh, at 197 pounds, they did have a great wrestler in Noah Adams, um, but it looks like he's moved on uh, to get his life started. So good luck and Godspeed to that young man. Um, the following week, the uh, Lehigh Mountain Hawks are visiting Stillwater. So they they get a little return trip after the shenanigans they pulled at the duel in uh, Bethlehem a couple years ago before the pandemic. There was a... I don't know. It got weird. The trainer hit, was it Wyatt? Somebody for having a skin condition, right? He said it was fine. And then he came back later and said that it wasn't. And it ended up costing Oklahoma State the duel. Lehigh won it, which in Bethlehem, look, that does a lot for Lehigh. So good for them. Um, you know, it ended up not really meaning to, well, shoot, it didn't mean too much for anybody that year, 2020, uh, the, the tournament got canceled and everything, but Lehigh had put together a pretty good team and they still got a pretty good team. Uh, at 125 pounds, they've got Jarrett Lane, who's the number 14th, 14 wrestler, um, 133 pounds, uh, number 10, Brandon Petzl, um, again, kind of similar to Wyoming, you know, uh, we kind of know the story with Fix, but you've got a solid wrestler that he's going up against. He's got to be ready for. And again, fixes a guy you want to get bonus points out of. So especially when they've got five ranked wrestlers in their lineup and uh, um, some of them are going to be favored over our guys. So like at 141, Malik Hines is number 17 ranked wrestler. Um, We don't know who we're throwing out there at 141. Um, Probably Dusty Hone, but you know, Dusty's a, hard-nosed, great wrestler, um, those are close bouts, right? Close bouts can go either way. Um, at 157 pounds, you've got Josh Humphreys, who's the sixth-ranked wrestler. He's one and one all-time against Wyatt Sheets. 
And then uh, at heavyweight, you've got number six, Jordan Wood, who's beat Austin Harris the last time they wrestled. Jordan Wood, I think, is uh, my age. I think he's 32 years old. <laughs> but uh, he, look, good for him. He's he's enjoying his time in college, and he's uh, a darn good wrestler. So um, that should be an interesting one against Lehigh in Stillwater. The next week, uh, the Pokes are taking on Iowa State in Stillwater. So uh, Iowa State gets to come down to Stillwater, and, um, you know, they're, they're – uh, there's always a lot of hype around this duel uh, for some reason. Sorry, Iowa State fans, but uh, it's a – Iowa State's always a great program, of course. They're a top-five all-time program. They've produced two of the best all-time wrestlers and coaches – uh, for themselves. And, and that's an interesting, look, that's an interesting story. I all respect in the world, to Iowa state. Um, and you know, they're building something up there. They've got an exciting brand. They have a lot of fun with it. They've got good facilities and they've got guys who are great wrestlers. You know, number five, Ian Parker at 141 pounds. Uh, Ian has just been consistently great in his entire career there. He's two and against Dusty Hone. He's beaten other OSU guys. He's, you know, one of those guys that just always good. You always expect him to show up. You know, he's a guy that I would have loved to have had in Stillwater for four or five years, right? Um, guy who probably would have started for OSU for four or five years. Um, and then, of course, you know, reigning national champion David Carr at 157 pounds. Um, for some reason, Russell Stat has him ranked number three. I've don't really understand their rankings sometimes, but uh, he's number one in my book. David Carr, great wrestler, great kid, um, you know, national champion last year. Uh, he's an exciting brand of wrestling. He's hard-nosed. He's uh, aggressive. Uh, it's a lot like his dad, right, who had some great bouts against, you know, uh, Wyatt Sheets' dad. So uh, that's a that's always a fun matchup. Uh Carr's got the advantage, 3-0 to uh, against Wyatt. So um, we'll see how that continues. And then, of course, there's number 14, Marcus Coleman against Dakota Keir. Uh, they're at 184 pounds. And then the uh, Cuban that everyone hyped up last year, Younger Bastida, at 197 pounds. He ended up not really doing much last year. So we'll see if that kind of continues or if he becomes the wrestler that everyone was excited about. I you know, wrestling media gets excited about Cuban guys coming to the U.S. defecting. Um, so we'll see what Younger can do against AJ. Um, relive that uh, moment that kind of set the uh, more trollish wrestling media, which I am certainly not immune from, <laughs> uh, to flames there last year when uh, AJ made a questionable reach there on Bastida. Uh, the next day, the Pokes uh, get Northern Iowa at home as well. Um, you know, so we're going to be saved from hearing about how great West Jim is <laughs> in, uh, in wherever Northern Iowa is. But uh, uh, they've got some great wrestlers. You know, Brody Teske is the number nine-ranked nine wrestler at 125 pounds. Uh, Parker, Parker Kekheisen at 184 pounds beat Dakota Gear last year as a, as a true freshman, right? So um, he's, a, he's a darn good wrestler. Uh, really solid, uh, trained by, you know, those Askren boys up in Wisconsin. And he, uh, he's tough, funky, really good wrestler. I think he all American last year too, ranked number six. I think he's probably set up for a pretty good sophomore season too. 
And then, of course, uh, at heavyweight, there's Carter Islay. He's 2-0 against Austin Harris. Um, really solid heavyweight wrestler. You know, you just you know what you get from him. He's stout, hard to take down. Um, the next home duel will be against number 20, South Dakota State. South Dakota State put together a really impressive roster here with uh, five ranked guys. Um, you know, Clay Carlson, always great at uh, 141 pounds. He's beaten uh, like Caden Gefeller, right? He's beaten, um, heck, his own teammate there at 149 pounds. They, you know, really solid guy um, at 141 pounds against Hone or uh, whoever we throw out there. Um, Tanner Cook's number 14 at 165 pounds. Uh, Cade DeVos, number 17 at 174 pounds. Tanner Sloan at 197 pounds is the number 15 ranked wrestler. Uh, he's yet to beat AJ, but, uh, you know, what one guy did beat AJ. So last year, so, uh, it's kind of hard to, to top, but, uh, Tanner Sloan, really, really good wrestler. I think, uh, it's going to be exciting to, um, see that matchup again because they're both just going to continue to get better. And then they get uh, at at heavyweight. They've got AJ Neville's transferred in from Fresno State. AJ, uh, you know, again, rough draw, right? He comes from a really good wrestling family. Uh, his brother wrestled at um, Penn State. Kind of had a rough draw from there, for sure. But uh, you know, that's a uh, that's a really exciting. Um, development for South Dakota state there. And then after South Dakota state, you've got Missouri on February 6th, Missouri. Look, they're number two in the country. It's a big 12 matchup again. Uh, they're back in the same conference as us. And, uh, they're going to challenge Oklahoma state at big 12s, just plain and simple. They've got a lot of ranked guys. Seven of them are ranked in the, uh, Top 15, um, they've got guys that have beaten Oklahoma State wrestlers in uh, Brock Mahler, right? He's 1-0 against Caden Gefeller. Uh, he he beat Boo. Um, he's a, he's really solid. I mean, Brock Mahler's, uh he's ranked number four for a reason. He's always great. You got Keegan O'Toole, who uh, was, as a true freshman there, beat uh, Travis Whitlake in the third place bout. Uh, at uh, NCAA's, um, Peyton Mako, number thirteen at one hundred seventy-four pounds. Rocky Elam at one hundred ninety-seven pounds. Uh, they get to relive the junior nationals finals there between AJ and Rocky Elam. AJ, pretty handy decision there against uh, against Rocky. Um, but uh, you know these guys are going to be jacked up for it. Missouri always is. Um, unfortunately, right? Like it, it seems like every time we go, every time OSU goes to Missouri, um, Missouri kind of rains on their parade. They'll have a record setting crowd. They'll get real excited about it. Um, unfortunately this duel is in Columbia. So, um, could, could see a little bit more of that. I, at least we hope so. Right. Um, and then Missouri turns around and comes to Stillwater and beats us. <laughs> so uh, they they always get up for it. It's They consider it a big rivalry. It is a big rivalry. Um, those are the two schools from the Big 12 days that uh, really got after it, especially after OU started to slip. And then uh, in Iowa State, after after Kale left, you know, M- Missouri and, and Oklahoma State really 
you know, I think Missouri's only in the Big 12 another couple of years after that, but uh, they, uh, that was the big rivalry. That was the big duel every year. And uh, those were the two teams. It, it's just, it's really exciting to have them back in the conference and it's really exciting to see what's going to happen there. And then this is kind of the stretch, this six day stretch of uh, wrestling is, is the highlight of the season, really February 6th at Missouri and Columbia. And then February 12th, the Pokes are taking on number one, Iowa uh, in Arlington, Texas at the ballpark out there. So the bout in the ballpark right down the road from me, I live in the Dallas area. Um, that ballpark's great. First and foremost, it's a, it's a great place to go watch a baseball game. Um, not a bad seat in the house, easy to get up to the concourses, grab a hot dog, get down to your seats. Super relaxing indoors. Um, I think the roof retracts, but on February 12th, even in North Texas, I don't think there's going to be much, uh, desire to have the roof open, but, um, it should be a really fun event. Tickets are a little expensive. Uh, I imagine they might come off of that as the event gets closer, but, uh, you know, go get your seats, make it down to Arlington, uh, go to the event. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, right. So especially if you're an Oklahoma state fan, um, this is important. It's important for OSU to show that they can support, you know, non-revenue sports like wrestling. We know we can go fill up Gallagher Iba arena. Honestly, kind of a bummer that we're giving up the Iowa duel uh, in Gallagher Iba Arena this year. All right, because they, you know, we we pack fourteen thousand people in there and uh, make it hell for the Hawkeyes to to come to our place and and wrestle. Um, but uh, you know, they're doing this thing, premier rivalry in the sport, matched up on one mat. On the next mat, they've got the senior level team. So USA wrestling, which, you know, there's some overlap there between, uh, at least the one Oklahoma state guy in Dayton fix. He's the 61 kilogram rep for the USA, uh, who's going to be taking on Iran and the, uh, yeah, they're doing it concurrently. I think they're going, they'll wrestle one OSU, Iowa bout one USA versus Iran bout. Um, so you know, that's really exciting. It's going to be a, a great event and a great uh, thing to see live, right? So um, get out there, right? Make the four-hour trip down from Stillwater, whatever, three hours from Oklahoma City, four hours from Tulsa, wherever you are, right? Like you can get to, DFW is the easiest place in the world to get to. <laughs> you know, it's a four-hour flight from anywhere. So um you know, that, that would be really exciting to see us kind of make that an orange place for the pokes. But, uh, as far as the duel goes, look, I was stacked, right? They've got Spencer Lee's number one, Jaden Ironman's number one, Alex Marinelli's rated number one, which, uh, look, he's a great wrestler, maybe finished better than sixth place before you get rated number one. Um, at 165 pounds, uh, he, uh, Whitlake's wrestled him close before. It should be an interesting one, but, uh, Michael Kimmer is number one. So Jacob Warner's number four, Tony Cassiope is number three, everybody in their lineups, uh, top 10 ranked wrestler with the exception of 184 pounds where, uh, Abe Asad is really solid prospect. And, uh, Nelson Brands is a 
pretty solid wrestler too. So look, look, there's no easy way to say this, but uh, Iowa's a tough draw. Um, we'll kind of go over the OSU lineup here in a little while, you know, but uh, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting bout. And then the next two, after those two duels against Missouri and uh, Iowa, the Pokes kind of wind it down February 18th with Bucknell at home and then February 20th with the Sooners at uh, home in, in Stillwater. So that return bedlam duel, uh, fortunately, the uh, Sooners decided to start doing that again, making sure that both teams wrestle at each other's home uh, facility. So um, we already kind of covered that. OU is always solid. Uh, you know, they're still jacked up about tying for first at the Big 12 championships last year. So they're going to give us a tough, tough run. And then they've got some recruits that have come in that are going to be really good. <clears throat> but after all that, you know, the, the team kind of winds up at Big 12s in Tulsa, which as mentioned, you know, Missouri's back in that. They've got a really solid squad. Uh, they're ranked number two for a reason. They're going to be looking to uh, um, kind of end OSU's streak in uh, winning the Big 12. And, uh, hey, you know, you've got Wyoming sitting there as well, South Dakota State, Utah Valley, Northern Iowa, all solid squads that really could uh, uh, make some noise at the Big 12 tournament. I mean, heck, OU tied for first last year, kind of out of nowhere, right? Uh, frankly, wouldn't have expected that over Iowa or Wyoming, but uh, they did it, right? So uh, it's in the books. But uh, that's going to be a fun one in Tulsa. And then March 17th through March 19th is NCAA Championships in Detroit, uh, which um, should be a great time, right? Uh, Detroit's going to if uh, if there are any local just wrestling fans that are also basketball fans, there's Cade Cunningham's a Detroit guy now. So um, I'm excited to get up there and, and check out that city and check out uh, that arena and um, you know see see what all see what it's going to be all about. As always, NCAA is a blast, and uh, our folks surprised a little bit last year, finishing up third, um, which you know. Is that good enough? That's the question. So we'll see what uh, what we can do in Detroit and see if we can get some Motor City magic going for the Pokes. And uh, regardless, it should be a great season and a great time. So if you are anywhere near Stillwater, make it to as many of these duels as you can. Of course, February 12th, Arlington, Texas. Get down there, guys. That's going to be a great one. Uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun event regardless, right? And then, look, biggest rivalry in the sport. Um, that uh, anything could happen. So, uh, let's go watch the Pokes. Kind of see if we can establish our spot, and uh, also see Team USA um, take on the Iranians and. Uh, Maybe we get David Taylor Yazdani again. You know, that's uh that's fun. That's a it's gonna be a fun, fun time. So get out there for that. Of course, go to Big 12 Championships in Tulsa and uh you know subscribe to the podcast, right? So uh, that's all that's gonna wrap me wrap this up for uh the schedule. The next episode, we're gonna talk about the roster and the lineup and kind of go through some of those things. Um, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I'm 
working on setting up some social media stuff. Uh, the music here is a uh, credit to Adam Milks from GPS. Uh, Adam, uh, he put together this MIDI version of beautiful people, uh, for us to come out to here. And, uh, he also did the logo. So thanks so much to Adam for doing that for us. Uh, really excited about those things. Um, and of course the community over at GPS for being a, a great source. And then as always, thanks to guys like Seth Duckworth, um, uh, Seth Duckworth, uh, who, um, you know, he great at what he does covering Oklahoma state and Oklahoma wrestling as a whole. Um, uh, Adam Engel for the Ocali does a great job covering the wrestling program. Um, so yeah, I mean, check out those guys. Make sure to follow them on Twitter. Again, my name is Lee Cawthorn. You can find me on Twitter at Lee Cawthorn, uh, C-O-T-H-R-A-N. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll see y'all for the next one. So thanks for tuning in and uh, go Pokes.